What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Digital Madvertising. I am your host, Chris Clark, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Karthik Nair, and our newest co-host, Winnie Teal. Oh, yeah. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? How's it going today? Going pretty Amazing. good. Good. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm so stoked that Winnie's here now. We've got this just element of energy. I know that we have some energy on well, but or already, but it's going to go to another level with uh, with Miss Winnie Teal hanging out with us. Again, this podcast is covering the trends and topics of what is happening in the world of digital marketing, advertising technology. Um, we say this every episode, but this space is changing so fast. It's the wild, wild west. So we want want to break it down for you all as easy as possible, digestible, and more short form. So let's dive right into today's topics. Um, Karthik has been pulling a handful of different things for us this week, but we're, we're looking at um, in regards to TikTok um, tracking across the web, even if you don't use the app. We're looking at the Be Real um, app that has popped up. If you haven't downloaded Be Real, check it out. It's a really fun um Again, app that catches you in real time in some very uh, particular situations. But looking at um, the the data, the downloads of Be Real, um, we're starting to see it fall behind some other apps. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more, um, as well as a couple other topics. So don't want to waste your time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Right, y'all. So like I said, in the news, uh, TikTok, it seems to be always in the news. And it's probably one of the bigger apps that we talk about now and utilize within our agency. But Karthik, um, what's going on with TikTok this week? Uh, TikTok's got a lot of things going on for them right now with how big of a player there are in the social media market. Uh, TikTok's now kind of going into a lot of different verticals that I think even Meta or like uh, some of the other big social media platforms are even trying to. So one, uh, TikTok's going into live streaming and live shopping. We talked about that a lot on the, that in the last podcast. But now apparently they're planning on opening up fulfillment centers, just like how Amazon did with their own marketplaces. But it's not going to be more about a delivering product. It's going to be about a place where e-commerce shoppers or e-commerce like vendors can just house their products. So if you're a brand that primarily use TikTok for e-commerce, now you're going to be able to just store your products within the TikTok kind of marketplace itself. Uh, that's one. But one of the main things that I think TikTok is doing, they're constantly innovating. They're constantly pushing to get more people engaged on the app, more people kind of just using the app for a lot of host a whole variety of reasons but they'll even looked at right now i think one of their competitors which is be real taking uh instances from them creating their own tiktok now version where just by looking at it since it's come in the last couple of weeks there's just definitely hell of a lot more engagement than be real ever had in the last like four months that i've been on be real for so tiktok has i think uh, a lot of different things with them getting more uh budget from advertisers to uh push on their platforms them working more towards getting more types of creators giving more creative resource uh, creator resources and then this fulfillment center alone is going to be pushing for you know, live shopping, uh, people who want to live stream their products or just uh, talk about different things that uh, they're engaging with on a daily basis. Yeah, it's just looking at some of this information. And again, you know, 
talking last week about TikTok jumping into live shopping, now reading about these fulfillment centers. They are also, it's, I mean, talking about using data, they, everybody, and we've, we've mentioned this everywhere you go, your data is being tracked by individuals or companies. Um, so the, ma- the, the major players in the, the space have always been your, your Googles, your Facebooks, Meta. Um, but with TikTok jumping in, it, it's showing that a consumer report investigation found that uh, TikTok is partnering with a growing number of other companies uh, to hoover up data about people as they travel across the internet. So that includes people who don't have TikTok accounts. So they are uh, having companies basically add pixels, TikTok trackers in their websites. And then TikTok is using the information gathered by those pixels to help companies target ads at potential customers. So again, this is happening across the space uh, already with a lot of the major players in America. Now with TikTok jumping into the game, um, they're looking to only serve you ads a little bit smarter. Um, People are going to look at this a a couple different ways. Um, You know, for me looking as a marketer and an advertiser, I want ads to be smarter with you or smarter served to me. So with TikTok doing this, um, they they look like they're coming in and trying to, again, punch Facebook and Instagram or Meta in the face with these things. So trying to be the go-to place for advertisers compared to any other social wall platforms. Right. And well, actually, it's a good point going kind of into to be real um, and, and the kind of falling behind in the data side of things. Now, really quick before we go into this, Winnie Karthik, do you all have a be real? Uh, I do. No. Okay, so we're going to have to get you all to download one after the show, and then we're going to take photos. Now, if Winnie doesn't want to do that, that's fine. I will take one for you with Karthik, but I think that we could create a digital advertising Be Real account, which would be kind of cool. I'll download it right now and try it and see. Give me your data. I'm not, give give I'm Be not Real a, your data. What? <laughs> um, but that's the thing. What, the reason that Be Real, I think, came into existence was because they wanted to make social media more authentic. So, And that's why I don't have it. Because I'm already <laughs> authentic on all of my social media. So why do I need another app to help me do that? And it works on kind of a, like a value base. So say it's, you know, you post something and then can you only see your friends? So it's a little bit of, you know, like, give me something and get you something. Yeah, I mean, that's the same way Snapchat started. That's true. Same as that way. It's, it's a push to say social media right now has filters all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you can show what you want to show and you can be authentic. And I can still do it and be real, but I'm already authentic. So I don't need I don't need to be real. Uh, but I'm going to download it and try it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then come back on the next episode and tell y'all I deleted it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would love, actually be kind of cool. I would love, like, literally, like, I am. let's I'm see, download your, it let's right see now. your feedback on it. I think um, from the from your standpoint, Karthik, and and even Winnie, with most people, like for you, I, I love that you are authentic. I think with social media, most people out there are not though. Like they Double. use filters, they use whatever to their advantage of all these things. And like I was, I was having this conversation with my sister on the the, the drive in because I asked her if she had be real. Literally, like the my favorite thing about this is like when you, it says, Hey, it's time to hit your be real. As soon as you hit that, you have like no time, but then it takes a picture of you and it takes a picture of like yourself and then what's in front of you. So like, it's cool to see people now trying to get unique and how they can, Oh, I got like, I saw Harry Styles apparently at at one of his shows, some girl had her be real pop up and like he had seen her in the crowd. He took it and it was like a really blurry photo of whatever, but it was cool to see like, you know, again, that real image of it. Now for me, the other night I, saw my be real pop up. I clicked it and ended up taking a picture of my Apple watch and then my dog's face, you know, but ultimately like I like the fact, and again, I don't know if this app will pan out. Like I'm, I'm with you Winnie. it's like, I don't, 
I don't have a lot of the apps personally or like use them. I know about them from a advertising and marketing standpoint, but like with TikTok, I know that if I got onto TikTok, I would not be at this office. I would not be working with you all because I would be stuck in a room down that rabbit hole, like on TikTok. So it's like just adding more of those things to me. But with these apps as us as marketers experimenting with these things, figuring this out to be what would be best for our clients. Again, Be Real is nowhere close to being, you know, monetizable, but brands are starting to work with it. Like I I I, I think one of the main things about Be Real is it's not catered to us. It's catered to the Gen Z kind of ones who are in high school. Like it's that crowd that they're looking to because in that platform, majority of the people who I've seen post over there is high school students. They're posting the kind of their daily endeavors or like, you know, their daily adventures in some format so that they can share with their high school classmates, friends, whatever. But take that into TikTok and now you have everyone kind of posting on TikTok now. And Be Real, I think, is really going to be overshadowed if TikTok now is going to be kind of the norm. And just looking at the data from right now, Be Real is really kind of struggling with getting the same amount of engagement that other apps would have on a daily level. So people are still downloading it, but not everyone's posting a daily Be Real while there's a lot more chance that people will post a daily TikTok now. I think it'll be interesting to see how they, they, they unleash some of their new features or as they learn and collect data. Um, I it's, it, it's, you know, being able to, Oh, it's, you've got two minutes to click this be real and, and get in and, and do your photo. But then also after the fact, like you could take it any other time you want, yeah. you know, and it's, that's, that's fine. And all that. I, I thought it was interesting that you have to have X amount of followers to start unlocking different, you yep. know, if you want to retake it or if you want to get it, gain a little bit more data, yep. that was interesting to me. It's like, okay, that's how we can gather a little bit more eyeballs yeah. um, to it. But again, with, with where TikTok is, um, it seems to be that power of like, I mean, it's going to replace Google as a search engine. I mean, or top, top search, uh, platform because of the ability of people wanting to visually see how things are done. Um, with be real, we'll see what happens with this stuff. There's brands that are trying to mess around with it to see what yeah. happens. Like I, I, had this for our Halloween episode, but um, Chipotle is uh, one of the brands that have popped in. Like, and I was actually messing around with it the other day, trying to see what brands were on there because I'm going to buy those handles. Um, but it <laughs> right. said Ch- Chipotle is the latest Be Real uh, test. You know, I guess guinea pig, but they're doing a burrito event. Um, and it says uh, the burrito returns in person, and Chipotle is hoping to capitalize on Be Real. So. Um, Again, we'll see. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the Halloween episode. But ultimately, um, you're starting to see bigger brands take on these new apps and get a little creative. So let's talk about Gen Z. Gen Z's favorite brands just got revealed by Axios, and it's not surprising, but it is pretty interesting to see some of the uh, the apps that are kind of popping up and taking over in regards to versus myself as a millennial or my sister who is is Gen Z. Um, Karthik, Winnie, we've got this list pulled up in front of us. I mean, for for what we're seeing right now, Gen Z adults, um, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok. Really, the, the the major drivers of um, of where they're living right now. Um, in your opinion, as marketers and working with some of the brands you're working with, what do you all see in regards to, or at least your opinion on how Gen Z is either reacting to ads or just like what are they 
What do they seem to like? I think Gen Z really likes personaliz- personalization. So they like ads that are kind of targeted to them, but in a curated kind of per- professional way. Like I think uh, our generation, millennials, at least I'm a millennial, um, kind of works on, we were kind of on the forefront of seeing digital ads, but the Gen Z is a little bit more, let's say, refined where they are not going to respond to your general clickbaity ad. They're going to work with your brand if you've got that kind of ethos around it. Your branding is perfect. Your your ads are cut and sized for the platform it's advertising on. So, you know, not using like a 320 by 50 for a Facebook ad, you know. You got to be a little bit more perfect for the platform you're advertising on. Definitely. Um, and just looking at some of this data, uh, it, it's pretty funny to see. I mean, younger generations, at least the younger adults within the, the Gen Z side. So we were just looking at it. Um, when was it? 1997 to 2012. So yeah, basically, if we're looking at 18 to 25 year olds within that range right now, uh, the youngest generation of the, well, these Gen Z folks, they're, they're tech crazy. So, I mean, for us as millennials, um, we were at that cusp of like technology really like blowing up. And again, it's still growing so fast. Mm-hmm. These individuals have been living with it. So, you know, looking at the world that they've kind of grown up in or at least been used to, I mean, like YouTube, Google, Facebook, uh, Meta now, but I mean, think of these, these, like to me, those were those, and to you all, those weren't around when we grew up. No. I mean, and it was like once we got into high school and then college, like they started blowing up. It's like, Holy moly, if I had YouTube or all of this stuff in like in middle school or high school, it's like blows me away to to see like how I love it though, but how people are adapting and just what they're they're streaming or doing now based on the technology that's out there. And I think that's the difference for Gen Z too. They didn't they don't have to learn how to adapt. They grew up with it, they created it, and now when it comes to the ad space, they are the ads. I think, you know, for millennials, it's us that want personalized ads is Gen Z who has recognized they are the ads. So they are the talent. They're creating it. They're pushing it. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a huge difference when it comes in the age gap and when it comes to serving Gen Z ads. Yes, to Karthik's point, there is some perfection that has to be there. But it also, I think, has to be some opportunity presented to them for them to even engage in it. Yeah. And and they love the clout, the yes. social clout. No, yes. I think that's a, you, you, that's a really good point, actually. It's like. With the technology we have now, it gives everybody the their own ability to be whatever they want in a way. Like whether you're an influencer, digital creator, a newscaster, I mean, fashion critic, whatever you want to be on social media, you can kind of do that, cultivate an audience and grow. And these individuals are finding ways to to monetize off of it. So um, it's very interesting to see too. I mean, some of the, the apps that are more favorable to Gen Z as well, like Discord's an app that's popped up over the last year plus, like more heavy in the NFT, crypto yep. uh, space, DAOs as well. Um, I, I find it very interesting. It's it's kind of overwhelming to me in a way, like if you have certain amount of channels on it. But that's true. Yeah. But a lot of what Discord was, it's uh, auto automation. So you can use like bots and you can use automation to kind of scrub your like user lists or your subscriber list. But it also allows you to create like games and tasks that your subscribers need to do. So say you are a um, game streamer who's got like maybe like 100 or 200 subscribers uh, and you have a Discord channel. Now you can give them like tasks like, you know, say you're a Call of Duty player uh, streamer, you can give them tasks like, you know, get five headshots in like a week. So I think Discord really does 
create that interactive sphere that I think uh, our generation just a little bit maybe not used to, I think. Yeah. I, to that point, I, f- I remember signing up for like a couple NFT uh, whitelists in yeah. Discord. You had to do so many different things to be able to unlock whether you got a special, you know, number of like yep. you to get that whitelist or get jumped up quicker to buy that NFT or whatever it may be. Um, you have to verify yourself. You have to join a group or you have to join like a, a clan on some of the NFT whitelists that I've been on. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's I think it's very interesting like how it, suddenly I think within the span of like a year, I just saw how crazy Discord kind of grew into. But it's interesting to see how it could be used as, say, a more interactive brand to really, you know, create tasks or some sort of a, um, like, adventure while you're engaging with the consumer itself. Yeah, it's uh, just looking at this data that Axios has compiled uh, for Gen Z, it's, it's really funny. Like, I mean, Showing millennials, or excuse me, Gen Zers are most likely uh, to favor, like we said, Discord, TikTok, Crocs, Snapchat, and and Shine. I believe Shine is a uh, a Chinese. Um, Shein. 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 Oh, I, I was like Shine. I just got Shein. crushed. I've never Shein's even heard of it. great, man. Okay, like, well, enlighten me, guys. Enlighten our listeners. What is yes, Shein? Shein is a fashion retailer. All right. So. Ooh. Is it like a StockX or is it like a, it's not like no, a retail, it's, no. More, it's more okay. No, it's more kind of. Uh, I'll say third-party uh, like brand retailers on there. There's a lot of fast fashion brands that's on Sheen, so you can get like really great colors. Like I've seen for especially for women who are looking for a more diverse range sure. of clothing. There's a lot more opportunities on there. There's plus size clothing in many different levels. I, as a plus size guy, also find a lot of like different options on there. But one of the things I think Sheen gets a lot of slack for is their fast fashion kind of approach where a lot of their material is not really durable. It's not going to stay for a long time, but they're quick, fast. There's a lot of, a lot of options on there. And I think they're kind of like wish for uh, maybe a little better version of wish for the clothing, uh, clothing like consumer. Very interesting. Yeah. No, I'll have to check that out. So I'll download that app and, and take a look yes, at it. Yes, you to get won't delete it. Well. You yeah. won't delete right, it next Chris, week. you as someone who likes street fashion, yeah. you'll find a lot of really cool outfits thinking. over there. Let's go. I'm very excited about um, checking that out as well. Well, based on to a couple of, I just want to throw out a couple other pinpoints here. I just think this is really uh, funny to see. Um, Gen Zers love junk food. Um, I think like, you know, again, growing up potentially with the, the, way that advertising is and the way that, you know, America at least pumps out different types of brands and junk food, but they love their junk food. Um, it says M&M's, Doritos, Kit Kat, Oreos, um, are, uh, they're massive. It's like the massive brands in regards to food. And, uh, they love Amazon, Walmart, and Target, which I think that's pretty much all of us as we look to shop across Target. everywhere. Yeah. I was going to say, I know Target. Target and Target and Amazon, honestly, like, and to be fair, like, and I love Target. I prefer to go to Target over Amazon. But like we went to like Walmart the other day to get a couple things for our kid and Publix. They didn't have anything. So it was like, all right, well, Amazon, I have to pay Bezos because they have it. Right. Target probably would have had it, but I had to, it was yes. a little bit more of a hike. So we have to, we have to do that. So in conclusion, Gen Z, it is a massive, massive audience right now. It's, it's only going to be growing, obviously, um, as these individuals become more adult 
like. Um, but <laughs> ultimately, uh, you know, just kind of looking really fast with like a, a Gen Z breakdown of the, the genders, it says uh, Gen Z women have a more favorable view of social media brands, but Gen Z men uh, are over than Gen Z men. So 77% looking more favorable on TikTok than 58% of men. Um, Gen Z women also have more favorable favorable opinion on Pinterest, which makes sense to me. Yes. Um, Snapchat, Facebook, and Instagram. And Twitter is the only major social media platform that outperforms with Gen Z men, which again, I think that makes perfect sense as well because dudes just get on there and yell at each other. Um, that and those are the two platforms that require the least amount of attention. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So men, men aren't, their attention span is not as long and they aren't as engaging okay, as women are. It's okay, we're goldfish. No, we're just, we are goldfish squirrel. Yes. <laughs> another, another one that they talked about was LinkedIn. And I think uh, you can kind of see that now there's a lot more content on LinkedIn itself. And I think it's because the Gen Z audience is now graduating. They're coming into the labor force mm-hmm. and they're realizing that, you know, it's a great way to kind of show what they're capable of on LinkedIn and maybe get in front of a employer. So, yeah, it's a... No, uh, definitely. I mean, it, it's there. They're still in their teens, the, the youngest Gen Zers, it says. So again, this is, it's emerging and it's evolving. So possibilities are endless. Again, this space is always changing and so are people. All right, everybody. Well, that's basically the show. But before we get out of here, Karthik's going to drop a couple um, just quick updates uh, in the tech industry. So give us those little nuggets, Karthik. Sure. Um, so Google is trying to kind of come up with a lot of different products. One of them on their maps, they're coming up with a lot of updates for their business itself. One, say if you're a museum or if you're a sporting organization, you can now update your ticket prices on your business profile itself. You don't need to use a third-party app or go and do it on another dashboard. You can do it right in your Google My Business profile. Second, you can do you can add things to do within different neighborhoods, so like cities and plannings, or you can even create um, entire like a tour uh, information all on Google Maps itself. So you don't have to have another website or another landing page. You can go and do it just on there and get your booking right on Google Maps itself. And this is a little bit controversial, but I've heard uh, that there's a vibe check within neighborhoods. So uh, a neighborhood, what is the situation like? What is the access to um, grocery stores? What is the access to gas stations? Uh, What is the type of crime rate in that area? What is the type of housing rates in that area? Is there a lot of homeless people in that area? I think this is one way maybe to, you know, get more people to understand the different neighborhoods, but it also might be a kind of controversial because of the fact that it might just uh, completely segment off entire neighborhoods from Google itself. But um, it's kind of interesting to see how Google's trying to offer a lot more to their businesses. And on top of that, they're going away from uh, kind of their biggest uh, reporting dashboard, like Google Analytics. Now they're going into GA4 and there's a lot of changes within that. And then data data studio is also getting uh, kind of disbanded as well. Well, as always, there's a lot of stuff happening in this space. Um, well, Karthik, thank you so much. Winnie, 
Welcome to the team. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I'm stoked to, to have you on for all of these other episodes. So let's just uh, let's keep this thing going. Um, thank you all for listening. If you like what you hear, please uh, share this podcast. Go follow us or subscribe. Share it with your friends, family, and peers. Again, um, we are trying to enlighten individuals that whether you work in the marketing space, you work for a brand or a company, or you're just trying to understand what is happening here, um, you can find all of these lovely people and myself at Digital Ignite in Charleston, South Carolina. That's digital-ignite.com if you want to check out our website. We also have all of the different social channels, but we would love to talk to you a little bit more about what is happening in this world of advertising and how we could potentially help you. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this was Digital Advertising. Mm-hmm.